Hello, 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 and welcome. It is time for the Outpouring Fellowship podcast, the place for Jesus lovers who question the church. This week, we're finding out what's new with Thomas Pierce. Um, Thomas is kind of the de facto host for OKM Live um, and is also heavily involved with the leadership council for OKM. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be finding out what's new with him, what's new from his perspective with OKM, um, struggles, joys, all that sort of good stuff. Um, and let's get into where they can, where the people can find us, shall we? Sure. Uh, OKMtraining.org is our website. And that's kind of the go-to place at this point to find our teachers, find links to the broadcast, and um, find links to other uh, opportunities within OKM. We have OmegaKingdomMinistry.tv, which is we call our TV channel. And we have videos there of previous broadcasts and other interviews and things we've done on OKM. Of course, we're on Facebook, we're on Rumble, we're on YouTube, and we're going live now from four different uh, platforms on Sundays, mm. which is exciting. So there's opportunity to be reaching more people, um, but we we uh, have a, we have many things to learn <laughs> as far as these things. We were I was just talking with Caleb in a previous meeting about um, what we should do in the future as far as kind of expanding our horizons, getting our word out. So, but those things are in existence right now and we want to learn better to utilize them for the kingdom of God. Hmm. And as far as this particular show, um, welcome to the Outpouring Ecclesia, everybody. Um, shalom, shalom. You can always find us on Rumble, where we stream live every week, well, most weeks. Um, Caleb tries to get shorts up on youtube um look just search outpouring i can see you yes mm -hmm. uh, or you can visit us online at outpouring you can email either of us if you fill out a contact form on the site and there are a few places to do that um but if you do don't worry you won't be on some sort of eternal mailing list we just want to have a conversation that's it um that's what this is all about it's about getting the word about ecclesia which is what we feel like the kingdom should be mm -hmm. out to specifically millennials and younger but anybody anybody um you can also listen to us on any podcast app um, from Acast to Podbean to Amazon Music to, well, Google Podcasts is going away. Um, <laughs> because it's Google and Google likes to kill things that actually work. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can talk to me on Telegram at Matthew76. You can find us on True Social at Outpouring Ecclesia or outpouring fellowship one of the two 
Um, or you can talk to Caleb directly on Instagram, at Caleb Meal. The music, of course, is Indie Folk Background by Kale Productions. And let's get into our conversation for the week. Hey, Thomas. Mm. Welcome back. Hey. Thomas, Thomas, it's good to have you. It's been a while. It's been like how I, probably the same time since we had Russ and we had him last week. Uh, probably it's been like, what, a couple of months? Six? Or I think so. Some, really? It's been that long? Man, yeah, my goodness. Well, hey. Like, it is. Yeah, that's that, yeah. That wow, been with I'm telling you, 10. my goodness, time really does fly. I'm telling you. Um, but uh, it's it's good to have you back. Uh, we look forward to just to hearing from you. Um, and yeah, we guys, we we want we want you guys to be aware of. If you guys don't remember, if we didn't say it, OKM represents as Omega Kingdom Ministries. This is a ministry that's all about, and you probably we've already talked about when he was last here, as well as Russ. Uh, this is ministry is all about really bringing the focus. What ecclesia is? What did Jesus really say? It's what helps you know inspired uh, me and Matt and what Russ said to, to set this up to reach you know people like you who are those who are listening millennials just to get a better understanding of what church should have been uh, back in the day and what it should be now. Um, so that's what the whole point is with the Lord is to give the Russ and uh, Thomas and everyone who's been a part of this and uh, so. Thomas, the floor is yours. This is uh, just open topic of just understand, uh, just seeing uh, the question. The first question is really, uh, what has the Lord been uh, showing you? What has the, been the main focus? And sh- share what the the, uh, the the highlights and the the, the good news of what, how you know, how people have been affected, as well as the pros. Be honest. If the floor mm-hmm. is uh, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's a joy to talk to you guys. I think you guys are doing a great job and hopefully reaching a lot of people with this new venture. We're, really, we're involved in a, a new venture that's really kind of old. It goes back, it's connected to, I believe, the New Testament church and, and the book of Acts. And I think there's kind of parallels in what we're doing and what the Lord is doing now as compared to back then. And I imagine the people involved uh, probably felt the same in some ways. I don't, I'm not comparing myself to the apostles, the early apostles, but I do believe that the Lord commissions us in exciting and new ways and new adventures. And but new adventures have their struggles, they have their pitfalls, they have their joys. And we're, we're on a new adventure to return to the original template of the ecclesia of what people call the church and you know our ministry spends a lot of time talking about the differences between ecclesia and church jesus never said the word church and i wonder how many christians would be surprised (laughs) to know that (laughs) i think we should have a t-shirt that says jesus never said the word church and have on the back ask me to explain or something. <laughs> something yeah. Like yeah. That would I think be, that's a good idea. Caleb and I were talking about having that as a, we were talking about click funnels, uh, Matt, and we need to learn more about click funnels as a way to kind of spread the idea of Ecclesia. And I think that might be a good hook. Uh, Jesus never said the word church. And our ministry is all about explaining what Jesus meant by ecclesia and modeling ecclesia 
and doing ecclesia and uh, getting people interested in becoming involved in that because I guess one of the one of the difficulties is getting people out of a church mindset where it's easy to go to a building and listen to a mm -hmm. message and watch a show, watch a mm -hmm. program, and then go home and go about your week. But really, the calling is much higher than that to the ordinary, everyday believer. And not a lot of ordinary, everyday believers are ready for that, or maybe you're interested in that. But really, that's the that's what's being offered. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if we have more takers, the spread of this would be like wildfire. Mm -hmm. and I believe mm -hmm. there's still a possibility that it can be like wildfire because I believe there's enough people interested in ecclesia and in doing their doing ministry and finding that it's the simplicity of it is surprising you know i i'm always referencing matthew 11 28 through 30 come to me all you who are burdened and heavy laden and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls because my yoke is easy my burden is light now a lot of people reference those verses when they're talking about sin and obviously that's a an accurate connection sin jesus is inviting people to come and unburden themselves of sin but i also believe he's come he's inviting people to come and unburden themselves of churchianity <laughs> mm. or religion religion really thinking everything you got to do a b and c to do right and even they continue to say oh no that's not what we do in reality, yeah, you, you kind of are because you're putting all these, you're adding these, your own understanding when it comes to Jesus's teachings or other things, or you're putting in the context of the church atmosphere and thinking, oh, you have to have a church or you're not going to be successful. Well, right. uh, I don't think so. Uh, you can tell that to the other churches in the overseas. A lot of them, yeah, they, they're buildings, but a lot of them, they're pretty banged up or they have no church at all, building wise. They some yeah. live in just a hut or in somebody's house, and mm -hmm. they're pretty darn yeah. successful. Successful, and they're not really yeah, looking right, for success. Okay. They're they're in the mood for they're they're all in the mood for the the move of the spirit. Yeah, they're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and you know it. It's funny because we we've been we've been so programmed to think. Oh no, it has to be, it has to be this way with, you know, a, uh, an organ choirs, well, maybe not so much anymore, but a band up front, usually, um, a pulpit and a pastor talking for 45 minutes. Um, when was the last time you actually got something from that? Mm hmm. Because nothing is being asked of you in those settings. Mm -hmm. Unless mm -hmm. you're one of the like 20% that actually does everything. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and if you are, great. But I bet you're burned out. All right. Mm -hmm. That's the other <laughs> thing. Hey, hey, if Moses was burned out, you're most likely going to be burned out too. Remember Jethro? He, he encouraged Moses, hey, you are taking too much. 
Yes, God has called you into this amazing leadership, and he's done so much through you. But now we're getting everything set up. Don't take all the responsibility. Teach others to lead. Set up these mm -hmm. leaders for these particular, you know, for these areas. And Absolutely. they were filled with the spirit, and they were uh, in, on the move. And so everyone is partaking and it's not just focusing on the one leader where that some where we will get burned out i mean look at people when they're just in businesses and they're in and all that and everything's on them they get worn out i mm -hmm. uh, just uh, imagine that in ministry and that shouldn't be the thing that should everybody should be helping each other uh like in the book of acts where it mentions you know how they all provided for each other and no one was in need no one was in want because everyone was helping each other Mm -hmm. Yes, I learned these things the hard way. I uh, I was a Salvation Army pastor. We they were called officers. We had ranks, and it really was a, a it's really like a church not denomination. I spent twenty years as a Salvation Army officer, and there were so many responsibilities, even more than in your typical local church. We had fundraising. We had uh, we had advisory board. We had community. We had to be the face of the Salvation Army in the community. Christmas kettles ringing a bell out there in the cold to raise money. <laughs> and uh, man, you know, I I felt called to that, and I believe I was called to that. But I wasn't called to burning out, doing things that Jesus really wasn't calling me to do. I remember um, there was a, a lady in one of our congregations, and. For some reason, she was trying to insult me. I'm not sure why, but she was saying, "She was saying, hey, this, hey, Major Pierce, uh, he needs a lot of help." <laughs> and she said it in Spanish because there was people who spoke Spanish standing around. I'm like, oh, she's trying to insult me. But actually, what she's saying is true, and she needs to realize that we're asking her to do things because it's not meant to fall on the pastor's shoulders himself. You know, no. she was helpful. She was a helpful person and she came and she did various things. Um, but it really, the fivefold ministry of pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle is what's necessary in the ecclesia. And it doesn't happen in every right. church. Some churches do it well. Some churches don't do it at all. But that's what the early church put forth as a model but it was dropped. The ball was dropped, uh, and it has been dropped for hundreds of years. <laughs> and now we're trying to pick the ball back up, and that's where the effectiveness comes from. That's where the signs and wonders come in. That's how you know that that little church that you talked about, the ecclesia with the hut, they probably were doing those things correctly, and signs and wonders were taking place. You know, that's the the fruit of doing it correctly. I believe. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you yeah, know, go for it, it. It's not that the Lord doesn't work through conventional church. Because clearly he Right, does. right. That's, what, that's but, the point I was about to make. Yeah, yeah. But it's not what he designed. This is... Right. Mm -hmm. This is the fruit of um, Constantinian meddling. <laughs> and when the religious spirit was invited in then it paired with the political spirit and right. we have this beast 
And yeah. we're not saying that's a good that, word for it. Like, and we're not saying that everybody in the church is at fault. We're saying that the system is a problem. Yes. And yes. ecclesia is what we believe to be the best way forward. The actually the way Jesus intended. Right. Like it's and it's dead simple. Dead simple. Yep, I often think along the lines of <laughs> the church system is like an inoculation for the world, just has enough of the kingdom of God in it to make them immune to the kingdom of God. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Yikes. I think that's the way the enemy set it up. Oh, yeah. Ooh, man. Yeah, I think I felt that burn. <laughs> I mean, like... I was doing a, a paper because I'm, you guys know I'm, I'm a seminary student again, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but was just doing a paper on a letter that Columbanus, who was a, an Irish monk who did quite a good deal of work on, in Europe, not just in Ireland, right? He and 12 other monks came over and became, you know, through the course of time, became friends with one of the kings, right? And wound up founding monasteries all over the place. Now, the problem was that those monasteries were not beholden to the ecclesial system. And they did have some different ways of approaching things, such as when Easter should be observed <laughs> so it was a little confusing but they made this huge thing out of it and the paper that i was that i wrote this week was a was an analysis of a chunk of one of the letters that columbana sent to this college of bishops who were causing problems for him and his brothers and like he He's like a velvet sledgehammer. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> like you guys are the source of the problem, not us. <laughs> and it, you know, it's it's one of those one of those stereotypical um, wife or girlfriend says X is the problem when you know X is not the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Y is definitely the problem, but we're not talking about Y. Y is over there somewhere. And in this case, X is Easter observation and Lent observation. And Y is the fact that these monasteries, which were flourishing and were actually changing lives, where the standard churches weren't. <laughs> Red flags. That, ding, 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 ding. Where's the fruit? Where's exactly. the fruit? And he's like, look, I didn't you guys invited me to come and talk to you in person because of what Paul said about not having quarrels in the church. I don't, I didn't want to come. So I wrote this letter. It was a long letter. <laughs> and he's like, look, you guys, um, I love you. I respect you in the Lord. Why can't you just let me be? <laughs> <laughs> 
Leave me alone already. But the problem, then you should be rejoicing. You should be rejoicing of uh, what's been being done here. But the the bottom line that I see is that they saw him as competition, because the people who were going to his monasteries for training, for spiritual direction, for that sort of thing, were not tithing. Uh oh. And. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of see Ecclesia like Columbanus's monasteries. It's right. it's like a special forces unit. Hmm. Like he, yeah. he and twelve monks came over from Ireland to the to the continent and set a fire, and these bishops weren't happy about it. Often. Mm -hmm. The kings weren't happy about it either, but, you know, they dealt with it. Mm. And mm -hmm. the reality is that at that point, we're talking about the early 6th century. Early 6th, early 7th, something like that. Anyway, early, not early church, but much earlier. Early medieval. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so you got to remember that at that point, bishops were more or less just administrators because there wasn't a large overarching government at that point. Right. Um, the Byzantines were in decline. Rome was basically a non-entity at the time, other than church, right? And... Mm -hmm. You know, there were ongoing kerfuffles. <laughs> and ultimately, if these people would just sit down and let the Holy Spirit guide them, let love guide them, these things would not be an issue. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're coming from. That's where we're, yeah. the, that's the message we're trying to bring. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I made that a topic on a, a recent OKM Live. The Holy Spirit wanted me to address the idea of love because, you know, even even with our, in our own ranks, I, I guess there's kind of an idea or a feeling that we just need to transfer our location from the church building to the home and we'll be fine. But that's not enough. It, it, it has to be an entire transformation and love is the right. biggest piece of that if you if you read first corinthians 13 it says that everything else is useless apart from love and that old song we sang you will they will know we are christians by our love mm -hmm. and it has to be like a baptism of love because we it's not even in our it's not in our flesh that's for sure it has to come from god just like our righteousness comes from god but we have to be willing to seek it and make it a part of our lives. There, another verse came up during that conversation was how his love is shed abroad in our, our hearts. Now, I, the way I've always read that verse is it comes into our hearts, it fills our hearts, and it overflows to others, but it comes from him. And it has to be a hallmark of ecclesia, just like everything else, the the fivefold ministry, the signs and wonders, love, you know, 
It changes, it changes everything and it transforms everything too. Absolutely. And that's the thing that to help to keep uh, from feeling like a competition is love. It shouldn't be a competition. This is supposed to be a family mindset in the sense that we are encouraging one another. We should be, uh, the, the, those people should have been praying for the monastery, not yeah. ridiculing it or whatever they were doing. Uh, Matt, you're more familiar with the history of it, but uh, whatever they were doing, whatever they, however they were hindering it, they should have been praying for that. And that's the thing. We also got to make sure that we don't fall into that trap too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, uh, whether with outpouring fellowship with OKM, um, any other, and especially any other ministries that are trying to encourage home churches that, that see the benefit. It's not about competition. We just want to be that. We should be, we need to be, have that mindset that we are just a vessel. We're just part of the vessel that's trying to get back into that um, reality that, that, that should have been, that existed then. It should have existed um, today. Uh, It should not be a competition. If we hear more about ministries that are doing this, we shouldn't be, uh, um, uh, what's the word in, um, uh, in fear that we're that are you know that we're going to lose credibility now because apparently they're growing. If anything, we should be praying for them and you know talking to them, getting to know them. Hey, what are you guys? What are you guys doing? And how are you doing? Like, well, and, and, and hearing their testimonies and such, we should be rejoicing, mm-hmm. rejoice with those who rejoice, mm-hmm. and mourn with those who mourn. If we're struggling, then we struggle together. Yeah, it's a, it should not be a competition. Well, notice that the early church didn't have a name. They even, that's like they didn't know what to call themselves. They called themselves the way, I guess, or people they, called yeah, them. Yeah, they the were way. known as that. Yeah. The, the, the term Christian was kind of a derogatory mm. remark at first in Antioch, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. We try hard not to be a denomination. Uh, we don't, we don't want to be a denomination because we know what that, what happens with denomination and you have doctrine and you, it, it, it brings division, you know, right? Yeah, um, that was kind of yeah. yeah. One of the one of the premises of that um, broadcast I did, where the subject of love was talked about, I said I was talking about cancel culture. Okay, and you know how we look at cancel culture and we say, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe this cancel culture. It's terrible." But you know where it came from? It came from Christianity. We, we were the original cancel culture. If you have a difference of opinion, if you think um, 500 angels can stand on the head of a pin as opposed to a, a thousand, I might cancel you because you disagree with me. <laughs> Definitely, if you don't dunk in water baptism, if you're just sprinkled upon, obviously you're a heretic. You're not saved. Depart from mm-hmm. me. Depart from me. Worker of so that's about you know that and what a lack of love is exemplified in that right i mean how many different baptist denominations are there how many different denominations are there in general based on little differences in minor details not talking about the essentials i'm not talking about is jesus the archangel michael or is he the son of god i'm not talking about those things yes those kind of things are clear dividing lines okay but when we're talking about non-essential things and it, it just exposes us as frauds because of a lack of love, we lose right. all credibility. 
you know isn't that what paul said with you know if i can do all this if i can do miracles if i can do healings if i can cast out demons if i can speak in other tongues and especially the tongue of angels he made that very clear um but if i do all these things and yet have no love i'm nothing whitewash i'm a fake i'm a banging gong you know all these other things any and any terms that we can put in that that would that would make sense a metal bucket falling down the cellar stairs. I don't know. Or a noisy uh, uh, microphone or uh, a megaphone. <laughs> Feeding back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, a, um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's love, guys. And mm-hmm. that's, like, we get that it's, that it draws eyeballs to bash somebody that you disagree with. I mean, how much of YouTube is just people dogpiling? <laughs> uh, yeah. And people were like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad it's not me getting dogpiled on. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but the, the reality is that that's human that's merely human as as paul would say that's that's carnal are we not merely human ouch but we're supposed to be spiritual yeah and that's why like caleb and i will never sit here and directly bash anybody because we we want to believe that anybody who would anybody who claims the name of jesus we want Mm -hmm. to believe that they are a brother or sister and yeah why are we bashing our brothers and sisters right Mm -hmm. like that that does nothing yeah it makes us look weak yeah one of the things that we put forth in boot camp training is transparency building trust uh and how people coming to our meetings you know, we're not up high on a platform. We're not wearing a fish head hat. We're not wearing <laughs> vested, you know, divine vestments. We're just ourselves gathering around a living room table, dining room table, living room, coffee table. And we're mm-hmm. being transparent. And uh, then there's trust that is built. You know, there's a there's a saying that I love. And I, I learned this saying by burning out in ministry and my burnout was all-encompassing it was it was physical it was emotional it was spiritual it was a big fall mm-hmm. in my life that the lord re- saved me from but going to meetings in recovery from choices i made in life the one of the sayings that i really that stuck to me it was cheer up you're worse than you think <laughs> <laughs> and that is so true it's the filthy rags yeah. idea yeah what does that filthy rags mean those filthy rags are like really 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 filthy rags bloody filthy rags the worst no, no matter but, how much you can wash them it won't they won't wash they can't you can't clean them up they are redeemed the whole idea is cheer up you're worse than you think but there is a redeemer 
Mm. He sets you apart. He mm. cleans you off just like your gold that he pulled out of a mud pit. Washes you off, puts you back up on the counter, and says, and, and allows you to be a commissioner with him in beautiful ministry. It's awesome. So we can lose all the pretense. We can lose all the garbage, all of the building of ourselves up and just be built up in him because that is beautiful and it's more than adequate, isn't it? It is. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well said. Well said. I don't think I could have uh, said it any better. Uh, and, we, and again, we need to come to that mindset because people, remember, people think in order to come to church, if you will, that you have to get your act together. And again, we, we and we all, I think we all tend to fall into that too. Uh, it's just like, it's more like, oh, we need to get clean up our act and before we go to the Father. And and again, speaking from my my think, and, I, and I'm always, and I'm always corrected. I'm like, no, just get on your knees right now. Whatever you did, just get on your knees and just yeah. talk to me. Repent, talk to me, and then yeah. so that I can, you know, redeem, so that I remind you that you are redeemed and then I can help you overcome. I can cleanse you. I can say you are forgiven and let's move forward. Yeah. Let's go. The, like the, the image that has helped me the most over the years is God as loving father. And that, like, he's sitting there waiting for you to crawl up on his lap. Like, he knows that you ran off. He didn't mm -hmm. judge you for it. Mm. He's not looking to bash you over the head. But he wants to embrace you. He doesn't, he doesn't really care about whatever you did. That's un, it's under the blood. Remember that. <laughs> like, that's, that's the point of Jesus. That's why God as Father actually works. Yes. And it's Amen. from that place that even, even in the moment after your, your worst whatever it is, whatever pet issue you have, even, even the, the moment immediately after you've done it, even even there have been times when for me it's even been in the moment i'm like wow he's right there and i don't have to hide i don't have to run in shame and clean up my mess before i go see him mm -hmm. yeah he was literally just a step away if yeah. even that. He's a God who's he's a God who sees. He's he already knows what you've done. There's nothing that you can change in order to see what he's already seen. All he just mm -hmm. asks is you come to him so that he can uh, embrace you and cleanse you. Mm -hmm. So his and, loving kindness. His loving kindness is what draws us. You know that you were talking about sitting on Abba Father's lap, which Abba Father means daddy God, you know. I still have a hard time using that that kind of language, but it wouldn't be in the scriptures if he didn't desire that kind of mm -hmm. communication with us. Another scripture, be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46.10. Uh, I've been studying that because I'm preparing uh, 
to talk on it on Sunday. You know, be still has such a deep meaning, the, the Hebrew word. So it's like let go. It's like relax. It's like sit on my lap. Come here. <laughs> sit with me. Let me hold you. It's like literally that's what it is. It's such an invitation to that in that loving heavenly father, that loving daddy God. And when that sinks in, our sin becomes just so meaningless to us. And that's where the holiness comes from. That revelation of how pitiful and how unsatisfying our sin really is compared to how beautiful God is to us, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like, just that, un that unconditional acceptance. Like, yeah. I, I used to read a lot of Brennan Manning. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Uh, um, no. Ragamuffin. Oh, yeah. Abba's Child. Oh, that's that's a good one, um, but yeah, it it's all about just stopping because we've been programmed that we need to go clean ourselves up after we screw up, after we make a mess, we got to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're gonna get beat over the head. No, that's that might have been pre-cross, but after the cross, all of that that anger, that wrath. It's not aimed at us. It yeah. actually doesn't exist for those of us who are in the Lord. Mm -hmm. The wrath was placed on Jesus on that cross. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in. Yeah. And what a privilege. Like, Yeah, it is. But then we're also called to become one with him through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's the whole point of this Christian walk. It's becoming mm -hmm. more like him so that we can become mm -hmm. one with him. Yes. And the Ecclesia walk. It's about encouraging, sharpening each other to reach that goal, to continue. Because it's because again, our the journey with Him is never ending. It's never we're always even though we've the Lord has taught us and we mastered this area, but we're constantly learning. We're constantly students. It will never be complete until uh, we we finally are with Him in the new heavens and the new earth. But we continue. But we must continue to strive. We must continue to be those overcomers and that's not an easy journey but that's the whole point of ecclesia when when time is rough we we build each other we're reminded okay why are we on this journey we're here to spread the light we're here to tell people that there is hope we're here to overcome the way then jesus encourages he tells us to walk in a way this to think differently to walk differently to do differently than when you've been taught you know and and to, to know that the kingdom of heaven has been given to you by believing and following him, the kingdom of heaven is yours. You have access to it through the Messiah. Yeah. And, and again, we're, we're trying to really get 
and we're also learning what that really means but we have a better better idea because again the kingdom of heaven we always think it's oh it's the heaven we go to when we die or when we finally win the new heavens and earth well no it's more living it's 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 our it should be our life it's our nation it's our nationality now we as as new as new creations in the messiah that is our homeland now Therefore, it, we don't go there when we die. We uh, we don't go there when 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 they finally new heavens. We're there now. Yes, all all that in a way is true. That we you know the death we know because we know when we who we belong to when we die, and we know too when we finally the new heavens come. We know if we continue if we endure the race, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, endure to the end, we will, we will make it. But even our lives now, we have access to it. Mm-hmm. And we really need to get that in our heads, knowing that we have everything in Him. And again, we're not, guys, we're not experts when understanding. We're still learning that what it truly means too. But we have a better idea that there is a, there is a big importance. There's more to it than what we've been taught, and that's exciting. It's like the Matrix, man. When you, if you get into the deeper truths, you feel like Neo. And Whoa. fighting the Smiths with one hand tied behind your back. <laughs> the problem <laughs> is, it's so hard to walk in that all the time, right? Right. And it comes down to faith. Like you're saying, it comes down to, to walking that out, you know. But, you know, there's been times when, you know, you're going through a hard time. You feel anxious. You're worried. Then you get that 50,000 or whatever, the 36,000 foot view when you say, okay, I'm, I'm actually seated with Christ in the heavenlies, so I can look down on this situation I'm in right now like I'm sitting on God's lap. Mm. And that's the kind of relief that is available to me when he says, he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the picture. You're you're seated with God, so these things are in his hands. But how often do does my mind get beyond the the worry and the and the anxiety to get to that point? It's it's pretty rare. It's much more rare than I want it to be, I'll tell you. That that's the truth. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. I, it, and that's part of the growth that is not encouraged in most churches because most yeah. pastors haven't gotten there. Right. It's, it's and, like, how, uh, and how can you teach something that you don't know yourself, that you haven't experienced yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, in the Ecclesia, iron sharpens iron and we get each other there. You know, it's not like the pastor responsible to pull everybody up up to him. It's uh, it's each other helping each other up. You know, right. one of the, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but that's it's beautiful because it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. And... It's not that there aren't those who are wired and called to be pastoral. All a pastor is is a shepherd. Yeah. We're the ones who are like, hey, fellow sheep, come over here. I think this grass is better. Yes. That's it. He's the, 
Yeah, he's the cheerleader. He's the or he or she, or uh, the encourager, the the one who just builds people up all the time. They don't have to be up on. They don't have to be on a pedestal. They're really the person who. Man, it's it's such a beautiful position. Yeah, it's such a beautiful calling. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it's more to it than what we know. And 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 especially and not just and not just with the shepherd, with the pastor, with also with the evangelist, with the with the teacher. Uh, and that's why we say we we're not. The Lord has definitely used you know church, churches, preachers. He's definitely used them, of course, mm-hmm. especially when he's trying to re- re- reveal his truth in these last days. You know, especially like the truth of Ecclesia, the understanding, the the Hebrew, the Hebrew roots, the 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 feasts of the Lord, and all these things that we didn't learn and understand. Awakening to the spiritual gifts, the Lord has used that to bring to the platform. Hey, guys, look, it goes deeper. It goes yeah. deeper uh, than than you realize. And look what yeah. here are the lies, and here is his truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, we must discern what is of man. What is of the enemy and what is of the father? What does it say in his word? It goes deeper. Yeah. Especially when that's why it's so important that we have to really treat the Bible as living. Because again, you're constantly learning every day when you're when you're when you're studying it. You'll you when you read the passage that you're familiar with, and then you come across something, wow, I didn't see that before. Lord, what are you trying to teach me here? Or what did you you know, the it's yeah. it's it's and it's always with the with the Bible, it can be an exciting journey. It can be right. uh, amazing because it will catch you. Sometimes it will catch you off guard and, and just like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And, and, and coming from my point when I'm being from a kid, your kid always has that response. Oh, the Bible's boring, really. Now when I'm older and I look, these are pretty exciting. In, there's some bizarre. There are some definitely bizarre stories. Okay, let's not go. Well, we're not going to argue with that. But when it, with these other <laughs> stories, like the historical records in the Torah, like the f- first five books of the Torah, and even the just the historical re- records and judges of how the Lord raised up judges to save Israel. God was the one saving, but he would use his people to do that, and in amazing ways. Yes, these people had faults, but God still used them. And especially, you know, raising up um, kings, even though he was saying, I'm your king, let me be your king. But the people didn't want it. And he, said, and he sent prophets, okay, send a king. And I will show you all these things, but just throughout these stories and these scenarios, and you really read it in, in a more an adult, maybe a mature state, and you're like, "Wow, these are pretty cool." It's almost like you know, you really think about a story like in a in a uh, folk tale or you know, in in, in, a, in a fairy tale story. Story, if you really think about it, look, you had people uh, tearing down pillars, you had a man slaying a giant, and actually the other the other four too. You had these mighty men that were known for you know de- defeating. You know, so many men. Uh, you had an, another judge that you don't have. We don't have much information on that killed six hundred Philistines with an ox goat, a farming tool. I mean, pretty, pretty cool stuff in in there. And then, of course, you have Jesus, who's te- teaching us that our battle is not in the flesh. Now, we need to get the mindset that our battle now, and, and that we're still fighting the, the the war is won, but we're constantly um, fighting battles. Uh, but we're now it's in the spirit. It's not of the flesh anymore now. It, it, and that really technically it never was. But now you now with, the, with Jesus giving us that understanding, that kingdom mindset, our battle now is against uh, Satan and the, the demonic forces at work. 
the principalities that are here and we is called us people with flaws people with you know all these issues all these baggage and all the all these things that we have inherited whether from our generation all that he has called us to be a part of it to be a part of that mm -hmm. change to be a part of his workmanship of what he has in store because of his love for us Whew. like telling you <laughs> let's see what's it saying in ephesians 2 we are his workmanship hmm wait a minute me you, 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 really? you're looking at me right <laughs> really me i, I am? yes you yeah. and me and we like it's both individual and corporate right. and you have to remember that the New Testament was written to house fellowships, home fellowships. It wasn't yeah. written to cathedrals. It wasn't written <laughs> right. to mega churches. No. Mm -hmm. Like that's right. And like I'm, I'm taking a course on Galatians. That paper that I talked about earlier wasn't from that class. Um, <laughs> But he, the the prof is like, look, guys, it was, and Galatia was a region; it wasn't a city. Oh like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Like Galatia was a huge region in modern Turkey. Wait, what? Yes, there were some there were some significant cities in Galatia. And not all of those home fellowships were ones that Paul actually planted. Mm -hmm. But he saw these rabble rousers, these troublemakers coming in and trying to convince them that they needed to, you know, go through circumcision and abide by kosher laws and all this stuff. And Paul's like, no, 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 no. Who bewitched you? And why did you believe them? This isn't what I taught you. Yeah. Like, how, how many of us, if we were honest and opened ourselves to this, would hear that from Jesus? Mm. That's how mm -hmm. Yes. Like, we all have our stuff. Right. I would right. To, we need to hear from, that's a, that's another thing. We, we need to hear from Jesus about what to do now. And with Ecclesia, as you break new ground, as this is new to all of us, we need to hear how best to go about this. Uh, Caleb and I were involved in the meeting previously. We we're just talking about the issues, the problems that come up and what to do. It's all about hearing from the Lord and doing what he wants you to do, you know, taking the time to seek him and find out what's the next step from him as you break ground for the kingdom of God and let him energize it instead of you trying to rush ahead and energize it yourself. You know? Right. Right. That doesn't go well. Even, right. Even when Russ, um, 
when he came on last week, we were talking about how, you know, even the discouragements when it comes, when we don't hear from people enough, and even with him, with his with his journey, uh, one of the messages that he's trying to do with the radio broadcast. Um, wow. He was, and this is what the Lord, and this is what he, as he was just seeking the Father, this is what the Lord was trying to teach him, that it doesn't matter who you hear from. It That's not the goal. Because eventually, that is really he had that revelation as he was using when he um, finally the radio thing was going on, and he's really it really clicked that the message is going everywhere, yeah. everywhere, and he it's may there funny. may be like hundreds of people uh, listening, and he doesn't even realize it, but the message is getting out to the entire world. Mm-hmm. So really yeah. think about that. It's not up to us to know who it is. It doesn't matter of how many people that we reach to in our direction. That's not the goal. The goal right. is to get the message out, live it, and then the Lord will bring it to us. And we have to be reminded of this all the time because it's so easy to get so discouraged and feel useless. It's so mm-hmm. easy. The enemy knows how to get to us. Um, it's a big candy red button. <laughs> You know, Russ has done the the videos that Russ did for boot camp training. They are his legacy, and he's doing all sorts of other things, great things. Uh, Chainbreaker team. He's doing. He wants to do Hispanic ministry. All the, mm-hmm. he feels like the Lord's got a lot of uh, irons in the fire, and he does. But you know, those videos will go on into into the future, and I believe thousands of people will see those videos and thousands of people will start a home congregation and you know russ isn't trying to be famous but he might be more famous when he's gone than he is now because the lord used him to in this movement of uh this revisitation to at the sea right <laughs> yeah yeah like it's it's so easy to get stuck in well, I'm not seeing the numbers now. Yeah. And, yeah. and the money, like, the, the donations and things. We were talking just about that. The donations being down and that you're not able to support the people who are trying to do ministry. And that, that happens. That happened, that happened in the New Testament, too. But the point is, if, if people do the applications and activations in the videos about building an ecclesia in their community, they will multiply, those groups will divide, and that that whole um, picture of the little dots on the map spreading like a burning wildfire and mm. encompassing each other, that will come to be, and it's all in the Lord's timing. We just need to be still and know that He is God. Like the- mm-hmm. One of the things that really stuck out to me, and I I took a signs and wonders course over the over the summer. Um, actually, something like what John Wimber used to teach here. Um, and one of the one of the books that I was suggested that I look at for my final paper was something about a slow ferment, and like that's the that's the mindset we need to have because that's how the early followers of the way were it spread from kitchen to kitchen mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. you know i mean paul did do street preaching but that's that wasn't the main crux of it 
Right, right. Gossiped the gospel. <laughs> it, as awkward as those words are together, but you know, yeah, the it's the reality, and like neighbors would go, oh, there's something different about you. Even in the dungeon cell, in prison, he was the light was still gone, <laughs> and and the blood of the martyrs is the seat of the church, right? We don't like that C word, but that's the word that's been used historically, right? So mm -hmm. the word goes out through sacrifice. Mm. And that's something that here in the United States, we're not comfortable with. We get real quiet, don't we? When, when someone says, well, this is going to cost you. There's sacrifice involved here. Mm -hmm. There's discomfort involved here. Mm. But that's the message. Mm. That's what Jesus mm -hmm. taught. This, mm -hmm. I mean, not saying that the Lord can't bless you materially and in health and all this sort of good stuff, but that's not the main point. Mm -hmm. The main point is die to yourself. Let your ambitions for your own life go. Ouch. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and then when you do that, he has the space in you to make that change, to birth himself in you, to make you a little Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And like it. So the message of Ecclesia is a reset. It's a, uh, hey guys, there's a cost to this whole following Jesus thing. Yeah, it's wonderful. It'll ch it will change your life. And absolutely it will. That's not the issue here. The issue here is that we need to make sure that we understand what that life change actually means. Can you guys excuse me for a second? My son has to get his picture taken and he needs a tie. Mm. Try to tie a tie. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness! <laughs> Old fashioned. Yeah, I remember when my yeah, dad had to teach me how to do a tie, and I'm like, it took me like how many muscle. tries to get it right? Long on muscle memory. Right. Very sharp. Very sharp. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it took me a while to teach myself when I was in college. <laughs> right, right. Especially going to uh, weddings or, uh, yeah, yep. Well, for me, it was choir. Yeah. I was uh, in the yeah. okay. in, in college. And we had to wear suits. And the tides had to be tied. <laughs> so I had to learn. <laughs> took me a couple months <laughs> to get it down. <laughs> But yeah. One second, um, I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. But also, just adding with the ties, you know, it's always about looks. You know, it, we think that we have to look sharp. Now, hey, I'm all for dressing up for events and all that. In a sense, we should be, you know, dressing in our best. You know, hey, the Phar Pharisees or people, uh, those who would come to synagogue. So just start thinking about in New Testament context when they would meet and all that they would you know try to dress in your best 
Mm-hmm. You know, you, you dress for your best for a wedding. You dress for your best for a um a certain celebration. Why not dress for your best uh for for the Messiah? And if all you has is a Hawaiian shirt and some jeans, then that's your best. You know, it's just that mindset. But again, it's not a sin necessarily. It's all in your heart, your attitude towards exactly. it, presenting yourself. It's, this whole thing, yeah. it's about your heart posture. And if looking your best is just for yourself in that context and the, you know, looking fly, that's that's not... Then... Your, your focus is off. Right. And ultimately with church... When we're doing, when we do church, <laughs> when we do church, it often winds up being, uh, I'm, I'm trying to make myself look good. I'm trying to make sure that I get something out of the worship, out of the, out of the, out of the message. And it's ultimately about us, right? Right. But that's not what the kingdom is the kingdom is comprised of us but it's not about us it's about the king right mm. and when we when we lose that and that happens like wimber had a had an observation that he made about movements becoming denominations and dying right mm. And he observed that within 20 or 30 years of the beginning of a movement, whether you want to call it a revival, whether you want to call it um, a second, third, fourth wave of the charismatic thing, whatever you, you know, whatever, um, within 20 or 30 years, it becomes stagnant. It's no longer moving because it becomes an organization rather than organism. Mm-hmm. And once something congeals into an organization, it becomes about the organization. Right. It becomes yeah. about perpe- perpetuating the organization, not about the message, not about moving, not about changing the world even. It's about that leaders or set of leaders vision and their brand mm-hmm. um yeah um could go on 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 that for ever and a day um yeah because ultimately it winds up be and our society is so brand focused isn't it? Yeah. Especially here in the United States. Like, it's all about, well, I'm wearing Nike. <laughs> That's what we're up against so as a ministry, too. Where do you draw the line? Where do you, do you advertise or do you just let word of mouth be your advertising? We were talking about click funnels. Should OKM be involved in click funnels? Things like that to get the word out. It's, it sounds so businessy you know it's very business these are the things you have to bring to the lord and say what are we to do are we are we at this point to let things explode locally on the ground level and just let people 
do what's in the bootcamp videos to do or do we push it from the top-down model or both it's should we do we die away as an organization and just let things go as they've already started going or do we have to help it along you know lots of questions right and my my take on that is that it does need to be grassroots it can't be this top-down thing because that's what it's been and that's what's gotten us where we are spiritually governmentally mm -hmm. anytime anytime something is centralized anytime it becomes about an organization or even a nation for that matter uh-oh did i just say that um we lose the identity of what it actually was that was initially birthed and it becomes this frankenstein's monster mm. and like yeah the there's nothing inherently wrong with the tools i mean i was a <laughs> i'm still a licensed realtor not doing realty but not doing real estate but i have that license and i've done some right and learned about click funnels learned about all of the business stuff and and then gone back to seminary and am seeing how ugly marketing is especially for church right mm. and yeah. like i you know for for whatever it's worth i would caution unless the holy spirit says go do it i would caution strongly against anything that's corporate <laughs> I, yeah it's understandable it's understandable because that's it's the one thing that will just and we've had enough of because again not the not money but the love of money corrupts is the root of all evil that's as we see money is a tool it helps it helps provide put food on the table it helps um you know expand things but it but the love of it and that's the thing is we've been so uh spoiled in the sense of that you know uh money you know and bring success and and then the just and how the love of it just corrupts the individual and it corrupts yeah. the heart and puts our focus away from the father and uh, keeps us from te learning how to truly depend on depend on him which we all need to really learn what it means to depend on him and we don't know that as an american nation because we are so the lord has blessed us with you know so many ideas uh things to do and all that but now we've come so reliant on these mm -hmm. things instead of relying on the father kind of like with um with the the the, the um the serp the the bronze serpent when then when the when the people when the Israelites constantly complain, constantly, you know, I, I want to say that word, but um, uh, <laughs> constantly whining and complaining, and uh, there's that B word. Uh, just uh, d uh, as they were doing all that, then they were bitten by serpents. They were, when they were blaspheming God, then they were bitten by serpents, and some were dying. Um, and, the, and, and the Moses interceded for his people, and I'm telling you, the, just the much love Moses had for his people just to continue to intercede for them. Really think about that. Um, but he interceded for them, and the Lord told him, okay, you're doing, you are to construct a bronze serpent. You're going to put it on a pole, and you're going to tell the people that the, to look upon that bronze serpent, and they will be healed. 
Mm-hmm. And and if you remember, what was it? I, I can't remember that story, but I think it was in referencing in Judges um, or one, one of the books. But later on in history, because they still had that, they still had that bronze serpent as that remembrance of what God did through that. And then they were worshiping. Then the Israelites <laughs> then eventually worshipped that bronze. And then what? It, and then what? God commanded to break it or destroy it. I mean, really think. Mm-hmm. Right? So that point is, you don't worship the image you you worship the father what he who he what he did through that um uh that uh that bronze serpent but yeah. um same thing with the money we, we should not be uh depending on money but but worship the father who provided you the money or provided you the the skills of how to find water or find minerals the scientific the science and all that worship the god who created all of this for your benefit and who gives you the power to make wealth right right and it's all a gift it's all a stewardship Mm -hmm. and it's not about us again it's about him it's about how how we choose to operate given what he has provided yes Amen. And like I, I have a, a dear friend who has seen the the dark side of what money does. Lots of lots of abuse in his in his past around money, mm. and like his family is well off, sometimes extremely well off. But mm. they were so focused on that that they didn't really raise him. Or his sister. And like it's a constant fight. And he he actually hates money now. Wow. Wow. And ultimately money is ju- you guys, it's just a tool. It's just a it tool. Is. It's a means to an end, mm-hmm. not the end itself. And if you are using it to bless another, you're using it properly. And there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Mm-hmm. As long as that's not your goal. Right. Like, if right. comfort, if um, ostentatious shows of wealth are your uh, your thing, you might want to reevaluate. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, like, you know, You've got the Trumps, you've got the Kardashians, you've got the the Buffets, the the you know way up there types, right? And the Trumps seem to be doing something beneficial with theirs. The others, eh, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> it's wealth just for the sake of wealth, and it's just like why? And that's. Like, that's the issue that my friend has with it, because he hasn't seen someone relate to money well. It's very rare. It's very rare. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But, Thomas, any further, any further comments on the ministry? Or, better yet, how can we pray for the ministry? 
Uh, um, what, what, what do we want the father to do? What is, um, yeah, anything. What, uh, what, do you, what do you got? Well, yeah, just, uh, we would just be in line with his will for us at this point. Um, we talked about funds being down. Um, you know, what does, what does the Lord want to fund? What does he want us to do with the funds that we get? How do we get the word out? Uh, we talked about the business model of getting the word out versus what used to happen with word of mouth uh, in the Mark Taylor days. And that, that had its goods and bads too. We had a lot of patriots in our midst. And I feel like a lot of the people that came to us, maybe maybe there was an imbalance in their approach to Ecclesia at that point because there was a lot of patriotism with it back then. You know, mm. We were much more aligned politically than we are now. And that's been... That's been part of our growth process to kind of process all of that out of ourselves and be just more focused on the message of the kingdom of God and the ecclesia. It's been purified a lot. We've lost a lot of folks because of kind of losing that political message, but I feel like it needed to it needed to kind of be shed off of us because we kind of have a higher calling than all of that. Uh, really what Jesus wants to do is spread his kingdom and he wants people to return to the simplicity of the home congregation model. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're in this business. But So help us, Lord, not to, to lose that idea, that simplicity. And help us just to have what we need to continue doing the work that you've called us to. Yeah. And, you know, kingdom is political. It's just political in a different way. Right. And like, there's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with politics aside from the fact that it divides. Yeah. Like there's That's no way to have politicking without division. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not love. That's, right. that's fandom. <laughs> and like, we need to be able to rationally look at leaders you know whether (laughs) whether Trump (laughs) or not you know um, and be able to objectively go okay this was a good thing they did that was a really bad thing they did and what's Mm -hmm. the balance yeah right um, the balance and not letting our emotions get the best of us and saying, oh, now we got to, yeah, so we tend to do that all the time, get our emotions the best, the best of us. We do. We and, do. And we let things divide us. And, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've allowed ourselves to be programmed to, uh, to the point where it becomes, well, what upsets me? And, if, if you look at society, the outrage cycle, right? It's, it's in the media all the time. And there's always a new thing because the cycle can't last that long. I'm like, I'm surprised how long it, how long it lasted with Ukraine. Um, honestly, like I'm not, Mm -hmm. and we're not interested in weighing in on who's right, who's wrong there. That's not the point here. The point is the way that it was ginned up 
in the media. The way we were told, mm -hmm. you have to be, you have to be pro-Ukraine. Why? <laughs> Why? Right. Because they love war. <laughs> <laughs> and because well, Russia bad. Right? Yeah. And yeah. every every country, every nation, every leader has their issues. It's kind of going back to that argument saying it's both bad side of the coin with the Republicans and Democrats. That goes with that goes with all nations. But it's all the yeah. point of bringing the gospel to all nations as well as to the political parties. That we just, you know, that we break that we break that through the, you know, the on the Holy Spirit to move. And, you know, so and that we continue to move ourselves. We don't just, you know, accept the bad and not do anything about it. It's inevitable. Now we're called, yeah, to be aware of it and to move forward and fight in the spirit. Address things to the throne room. Address these things that we are aware of so that we can ask the Holy Spirit to move in these events. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be a part of this. He wants us to be active in the spirit as well as out there going out there. But in the spirit... When we are praying in tongues, we're praying, focusing on these things in, in the world with our nation and all that. We are doing a lot. It doesn't feel like it. It really doesn't. Especially when you're in prayer, it does not feel like you're doing squat. It feels like you're doing squat. But squat. In re <laughs> but it really, if the Lord would have showed us what we were really doing and we're, as we're spending time with him in his realm, he would show us, here's what you're doing right now. Here's yeah. what you have your people you're affecting. Here's how many people have been arrested here. Here's how people have been saved through this. All by you just praying, sit, taking the time, being spending faithful. time with me and addressing these things. Mm -hmm. Being faithful. Yes. Like being faithful. It's, like that. it's so, it's so underrated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we've been, we've been told that we need to go do something for God. Um, why don't you sit down, be still and know that he is God first. Mm. There's step one. Then go, okay, Lord, what would you, you have, have me, do? me do? Exactly. And yeah. when, when we do that and we're faithful to that, things change in ways that we never could have imagined before. It probably won't be overnight because there's a lot of really entrenched evil. There's a lot of really entrenched darkness. But, mm -hmm. but it's like there's so much more than just that. There's so much more mm -hmm. than the darkness. And don't sit here and just stare at it either. That doesn't do anybody any good, does it? Yeah. Like we, right. we have a, and you know, we're kind of wired that way, aren't we? We're wired to go, mm -hmm. Ooh, negative. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, it triggers things in our brains, which doesn't make any sense. But for whatever reason, it takes, what is it? They say it takes seven positive things to outweigh one negative. Mm. We need to flip that. Like, we need to make ourselves, whether you want to call it being optimistic or being faith-filled or whatever, pick your word, right? And live there. Be aware of what's going on. 
pray into it as you're led. And, you know, that's, this is the whole point of Ecclesia. It's, yeah. it's getting together, having these difficult conversations, inviting mm -hmm. the Lord into it, bring the word into it, and figure out what it is that each person is called to, what you as a group yeah. are called to, and then go do it. Yes, having that divine perspective is so transformational. I saw a great meme that said, pessimist, the glass is half empty. Optimist, the glass is half full. Psalmist, my cup runneth over. So I want to be <laughs> like the psalmist. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the psalm, usually. Right. Because at the beginning, it's my cup's empty. <laughs> Lord, you need to go do something about this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, you guys are doing a great thing here. Hope you're. I hope people are tuning in, and I hope there are more and more people are just being blessed by the message of the ecclesia throughout Pouring Fellowship. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, and that's that's our goal. That's what we want. We want people to be inspired and to go get out there and make their own ecclesias. We want we want to be in contact. We want to see what people are doing. Uh, people in the sense of millennials and anyone else who's watching, anyone else who inspired. But um, but yeah, just so they can see that church is more than what you've been taught. Yeah. It's one more it's thing. This this so much help more. too. We had we ran into the problem. We're like, okay, we're doing these live broadcasts on Sundays. We don't see people. We have some people in the chat room interacting. We're trying to do more and more of that. But this idea came: what if we do the OK Cafe in the middle of the week? We'll do a Zoom call. We'll invite anybody who wants to come talk about things we've talked about on the broadcast. Talk about things that are on your mind just to see hmm. people's faces in a, in a room full of people, hopefully. And I think that's going to help us a lot. And I would love to have you guys come to one of those. The first one is Halloween day. We're not going to talk about Halloween or do Halloween at all. It just happens to fall on the 31st of October at 1 PM Eastern. We're going to have our first okay cafe. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, invite some folks. Hopefully, some people will show up, and hopefully, it will grow and it'll be a help to the what we're trying to do here. Uh, since you mentioned, I'm, I'm, I might as well say I'm, I'm organizing a uh, uh, spiritual warfare during the night because I'll be working at my job, and then when I get it, I'll be coming back home, and then mm -hmm. we're gonna host a time of spiritual warfare on the, on Halloween night. Oh, good. Because we need, we need to start bringing the light when it comes to this. We cannot be. Uh, um encouraging this and, right. and so we all. need to be we need to be really being putting our feet on the ground and mm -hmm. proclaim what it what it is and and people who have been in the in the in the in in satanists and and people who are former war, witches and war and warlocks and all that and becoming christians and followers um mm -hmm. they're like saying guys what are you doing why are you this is this? just why are you messing with this? Why are you thinking this is all kitty stuff? This isn't. Right. So it's just 
So we need to pray for revival in that sense of, of the renewing of that mind. And that's all part of the ecclesia too. It's about talking, really bringing these points. Also not bashing them in a sense e either, but telling them, giving them truth. This is the reality. This is what we should be doing in a sense. We should not be partaking in this. That's all we can tell them. And then tell them in love and in truth and in spirit and then live it. And then with that, then they will be, you know, um, they will one day they'll see the Lord will show them and they're like, you know what, Thomas and uh, Matt, they were really true. They were really they they don't kid around when it comes to this. So why don't I? So it's always it will always come back to that. It's just about living it. People are watching. Yeah. Like, as, as wonderful as the idea behind say a harvest festival is, mm -hmm. and it is a wonderful idea. It's supposed to be you know a clean alternative, right? But the problem is, it's still observing Halloween. Right. Like, you you have jack-o'-lanterns on your church property. You have these <laughs> fake spider webs. You have, like, all this stuff. And it's like, why? Why are we why? doing this? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, and what's even worse is when they have, like, uh, the Dracula sitting in the, <laughs> sitting in the fellowship hall or whatever you know i'm like wait di hello <laughs> are, are we are we alive here are, are we paying any yeah. attention yeah mm -hmm. do you know the story that you're that you're bringing to remembrance here right <laughs> like um mm. hmm the only blood that I'm covered with is by the blood of Jesus, and this is and I am. <laughs> there's one, there's only one decoration I've seen that I like, and it says, "The only spirit that lives here in this house is the Holy Spirit." Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I wouldn't even put that one up. No, <laughs> even at that, that's still. I mean, you're still decorating for it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, growing up we weren't really allowed to do much in the way of costumes. And, you know, part of it was we were poor, right? But like, it had to be like something biblical. And then later on, as I got into Lord of the Rings, I snuck one in and did Gandalf one year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it yeah. was clean, yeah. right? And yeah. like, there's no point in this. Why are we trying to pretend that we're something we're not? Yeah. Right. There you go. Like, hey, that's, that's another thing. That's the entire point of Halloween. It's dressing up as something spooky, something scary, You're something not. dark. And as a Christian, why are we doing this? Yeah. Well, why are we celebrating Easter bunnies on Easter morning? Why are we celebrating right? Easter? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we ce celebrating a, a jolly fat man on, you know, on Christmas? Yeah, like, it's all these yeah. Answers, you know? answer. No one can answer it, really. They try to avoid the question. <laughs> I guess Halloween is the only one that they came up with. The alternative was the Christian version, whereas all the other holidays are um, alternatives to, other, to Jewish feast days you know not just jewish but yeah like 
Honestly, yeah. like December 25th, that's Soul Invictus. That had right. nothing to do with Judaism. Right. It, it's got nothing to do with Jesus' birth because he wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense. If, yeah, and that's. Yeah, it's yeah. just all these things that people don't don't think about because they again they don't test everything. And again, going back with Ecclesia, that's what we're called to do. Test. That's why we test the word church. Test it. Test, you know, because again, why would we test anything? Because we've been taught this. We didn't we didn't their our parents didn't question their parents and their parents didn't question theirs. Well, God's mm-hmm. trying to raise the people to start questioning everything and bring everything back to me. And yeah. I will show you. I will, I will free you in with my truth, and the truth will set you free. Looking into Halloween and its origins and things like that, and studying uh, pagan Christianity, I think I think that book needs to be one of the right that we use for boot camp training. It's such an right? such an important work to discover yeah. all that was wrong with the church system from its founding. You know, right. I mean, so you know there. And then you look at, like, All Saints Day. That's November 1st, yeah. right? And that was because mm-hmm. Halloween was what it was. Right. Halloween. Yeah. And Halloween is a sort of contortion of All Hallows' Eve before right. All mm-hmm. Saints right. Day. Where, the, where we would, you know give recognition to those who are dead in Christ. Mm-hmm. That, like, and I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that as long as that recognition doesn't become, well, I'm praying to them. As long as that right. doesn't become, well, um, they're so much more holy than I am. No. <laughs> like, uh, the Catholics and Peter that dude was a mess up <laughs> just like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> like, come on. Yes. This Transform is the guy what he got. Yeah. Like this is the guy who in prime time, when <laughs> after he's like, I would die with you. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> no. Within hours. <laughs> We're talking less than six yeah. hours between those, yeah, between that yeah. in that time frame, and yeah. all of a sudden, you no, I don't know. I don't, psh, hell, if I should know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like, and yet this is the one that because of what Jesus said at um, Caesarea Philippi, right near the gates, the the gates of hell. And on this rock, the confession that Peter had just made that Jesus was the Christ, that is Jesus is the Christ, Jesus is the Messiah. I will build my ecclesia, I will build my kingdom. It's not church. Mm -hmm. I know we we pound on this, guys. We do. Yeah, we do. It's (laughs) because we have to. We have to. <laughs> yeah. It's, the, it's where people need to let that sink in and let that change them. And other, so many other things that need to sink in, too. Well, Matt, I think this is a good time to uh, 
wrap up. This is uh, Thomas. Thomas, this has been a great conversation. I'm glad that you you were able to get on here and uh, just have a good time and just in discussion and just being aware of what's going on with you um, and what's going on with the ministry again. Uh, and just, yes, we will keep in prayer that, you know, as with all of us, that we need to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit. We need to be guided by him constantly. And as you guys are talking about, especially with the rest of the leaders, with the ministry, that you will all be guided by the Holy Spirit. And we all, because that's what we need to, we need to come to just being in one mind with him. That's how we can avoid division. We all need to come together. And I've said many times, it's important that we bring our opinions. We bring our thoughts. Now, after we've done that, after we've talked, we bring all those opinions and thoughts to the throne room and ask mm -hmm. the Father, okay, now we discuss this. We've done, we've had our agreements. We've had our disagreements, but King, our King, what do you say? Guide That's us, right. guide your body. Because the head should be guiding the body. Amen. The head, should, the head should be guiding the hand to do this, the foot to do this, the eye to look at this, and the ear to hear this. You know, and the mouth to say what it needs to say. After all, what is it Paul said? He said, bring every thought captive to the mind of Christ. There you go. Another every way of looking thought. at it. Everything, every not ideas just, that you get. Not just temptations. Yeah. Every thought. That's a huge discipline. Mm. Like, if, mm -hmm. if we're actually successful in that, lives change. Because it doesn't, it becomes, like Paul said, not us living anymore. It becomes Christ in us living. Mm -hmm. Because if we're bringing every thought captive to the mind of Christ. Okay, Lord, is is this something that I should be pursuing? Is this your will? And he says, no, then you drop it. Yeah. Then all of this turmoil goes away. Because all these random thoughts get paired away because as we, and as like with any other discipline, any any other practice, whether you want to call it a spiritual one or not, whether it's spiritual or not, the any practice, as you repeat it, it gets easier. It becomes second nature. It then eventually becomes your only nature. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you look back and you're like, who was that guy? <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah. that was me. That's the way it Bef should go, right? Before I fully submitted. Before I mm. put, before I started taking every thought captive. Mm -hmm. And I don't have this down. <laughs> but this is this is the crux of the whole thing yeah we're saved in we're saved but we're also being saved right yep and that process of being saved that sanctification that being made christ-like that dare i say even being made into christ Ooh. That's the entire point, guys. Like, 
that's that's something that the Lord has been like drilling into me all year. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, OKM undergoing some changes. Russ alluded to some, well, touched on some. We talked about a few more today, um, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Lord directs things moving forward because ultimately this thing is his, whatever this Mm -hmm. is. And Mm -hmm. the moment we make it ours, the moment we make it about us or about itself, we need to quit. (laughs) Like that's, that's where Wimber was headed with that idea. He's like, look, if the Wimbers, if the vineyard, I'm, you know, I grew up in the vineyard. If the vineyard's still around in 25 years, kill it. He said that back in like 81. <laughs> and the vineyard's still around. Yeah. Uh, because it became an organization. Yeah. Mm. Yes. And good, good stuff. Yeah. So. I gotta go pick out my son from the photographer, but it's been great being with you guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Thomas. All right. Hope to hope you guys will come on the um, broadcast, the live broadcast, sometime soon as well, and maybe pop into the OK Cafe if you can. Lord willing, absolutely. Well, we'll try. Yeah, I pray that goes well too. And all right. Well, God bless you guys. Mm-hmm. God bless, Thomas. Good to have you. Right. Thank you. I'll see you later. And yeah, everybody, it thanks for joining us. Um, you can, like like we said earlier, you can follow us on Rumble. You can follow Caleb on YouTube. Uh, hit us up on our, on the website, uh, outpouringofcasilla.org. You can email either of us. Um, you can listen on any fine podcast app, your favorite one, perhaps. Um, you can talk to me individually on Telegram, at Matthew76. You can talk to either of us, or both of us, on Truth Social, um, at Outpouring Ecclesia. Um, and you can talk to Caleb on Instagram, at Caleb Meal. The music, of course, mm-hmm. is Indie Folk Background by Kale Productions. And thanks again for joining us. It's been it's been good. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys cat we catch you next time, the next week. Uh we'll let you guys know what we're gonna be doing. Um, but we we hope that you as you uh have listened to this, that your light has sh- uh that it's impacted you and it's inspired you. Uh, and then we uh, wish you well. We we ask that the, the Holy Spirit uh, guide you in the way that that you should go. So we hope you do tune in next time. Shalom, shalom. <laughs>